welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Hey everyone, this is Chris and welcome to Dads with Daughters, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Really excited today to have Tom Sylvester on with us. Tom is a, a fellow influencer. Um, I've told you before that I'm I'm an influencer as well, but he, he and his wife have a brand called Lifestyle Builders, and he also has a daughter too. So Tom, thanks so much for being on today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. You know, I'm really excited to have you too, because I've been reading about all that you're doing with Lifestyle Builders, but I also want to learn about you as a dad. And, you know, we always start out with that. And your daughter is your oldest. And I want you to go back in time a little bit and to tell me, what was your first reaction when you found out that you were going to be a father of a daughter? Well, so we actually didn't find out uh, the sex of our child until birth, which, by the way, I, I know it's not the common thing today, but it's one of the most amazing experiences. And for me, I, I really didn't like a lot of dads I know really want to have like a boy or a son. And for me, it really didn't matter. And we were you know, in, uh, in the hospital room and, you know, the doctor was there and everything. And, you know, right before our daughter came out, he's like, you know, do you guys know the sex? And I said, no. And so when our daughter came out, you know, he kind of like blocked the rest of the room, blocked my wife, and then, you know, showed my daughter to me so that I could announce it. You know, I, I think when you become a father, it's an amazing thing anyways. But to me, having a daughter first, like, you know, I looked at uh, my mother-in-law and she's like, she's going to have you wrapped around her finger. And uh, those words could not be truer. <laughs> so true. So true. I have two daughters myself and and I, I definitely know that feeling and they definitely do wrap you around their fingers and their your heart definitely gets gets wrapped around uh, the experiences that they have in their own lives. Now, for you as a, as a dad, and you're a dad of two, but being a dad with a daughter, what's been, would you say, the hardest part of being a dad with a daughter? You know, I think the the biggest thing in general is the societal norms and the expectations for whether it be, you know, um, you know, genders, like what, what girls can do and what they can't do. And then for us, especially because we are entrepreneurs, we're always kind of going against the traditional path and what's expected. So I think it's really been raising our daughter to be an independent thinker and really working like when when she comes home from school or when somebody says she can't do something or you know things are different to be able to explain to her why the world may look that way but that doesn't have to restrict you know what she can or can't do just because somebody else doesn't think she can now in saying that would you say that that also is your biggest fear or what is your biggest fear in raising a daughter today you know with with our daughter it's been a challenge and, you know, she's now seven, so it's starting to become easier. I think in general, it is, there is so much craziness going on in our world. And our daughter has been one of the most innocent, you know, kids. She, she loves everything. She loves everyone. And so understanding how to let her know like what the world is and that there's bad people out there while also not harming that innocence and kind of taking away, you know, that magic that she sees in every person she meets and everything that she does. 
you know, that that is not always the easiest thing to do is to keep that magic alive and keep that innocence alive as they get older and they start to see the world as it is. And not to say that the world is is a terrible place, but just to say that there are things in the world that that are not always going to align with that reality that they see for themselves as they're growing up. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the thing, like uh, my wife and I both very much share the view of, you know, we we are okay with our kids failing and we're okay with them getting hurt because we really want to help them become great people and great leaders. And, you know, whereas, you know, some some parents believe that they've got to shelter their kids and kind of protect them from all of that, you know, we're always trying to figure out where's that line. And what we basically come across is we want to be completely honest with them. So we have conversations about, about death and about um, these things that, you know, a lot of times parents shy away from. And what we found is that with our daughter, not only one, does she really understand it, but two, she's actually able to then form her own opinions and ironically actually come back and help us in a lot of cases. So um, like, for example, our, our dog died last year and, you know, our dog's been with our family for like 13 years. And so it was, you know, tough for our kids, but it was also tough for my wife and I. And I just remember uh, my daughter at one point came up and gave me a hug and said, you know, daddy, it's okay. It'll be okay. And I'm looking down, I'm like, all right, I'm a 35-year-old man and I'm in tears and my seven-year-old daughter is coming up and comforting me, letting me know it'll be okay. <laughs> Having that empathy as a child and being able to help you to be able to, to get through things is so amazing when you have that ability to be able to learn from them. And, and it's definitely something that I love to have with my own daughters and being able to experience that myself. Now, talking about experiences, what would you say has been the most memorable experience that you've had thus far as a father? You know, my, my wife always jokes, we just make up these really weird games, you know? So, uh, like, we have, like, a, a California king bed, and we call it the comfy bed. And we'll just make up these, these funny games. And my wife jokes, she's like, listen, if you make up a game, realize you're probably going to be playing this game with them for the next, like, four years. And so our daughter has these, like, little bunny rabbits. They're, like, little blankets. And so we call them bunners. And so we made up this like just stupid game of me like throwing them up in the air and her catching them. And even to this day, like we started this game like four years ago and she'll be like, Daddy, let's go play in the comfy bed and let's play, uh, you know, it's raining bun buns. So it's like the most random game. And uh, these are the things like she requests and she remembers. So it's not like, oh, let's go watch TV or, oh, let's go do these other things. It's like just these special moments that we have and something that nobody else in the world will really understand. But to her and I, it's just like that bonding moment. Now, talking about bonding moments, one of the things that I, I love to pick brains from other dads with daughters is, is about those moments, those things that you do that you share with your daughter that are unique to the two of you. What would you say are the favorite things that you and your daughter do together? Yeah, we have a couple, you know, one is we love daddy daughter dates. And so there was a, a period of time in my career where I was actually traveling four or five days a week to other cities. And I, I really felt like I was missing out on a lot of like her growing up. So during that time, one of the things I made sure to do is that we every week we had like a daddy daughter date. And so we would, you know, go to the museum or we would, you know, just go out to eat. And a lot of what that that was for us was just time to talk and time to really ask each other questions. And it's been amazing just to see her grow, you know, because we've had the, like these daddy daughter days. 
and now it actually has evolved. You know, we do um, like video games together. So we'll have a couple of video games that like just we play. We also she wants to like uh, play golf. So I play golf every week. So that's been something she's interested in. So it's just been cool to see her pick up, you know, certain hobbies that I do and really take an interest. I think one in the hobby, but two, because we get to have that time together as a father and as a daughter. No, I love that. And, you know, I think that all of us have things that we like to do personally. And then as our daughters get to experience them too. You know, one of the things that I loved being able to first do with my daughters was share Star Wars with them and being able to watch the entire uh, series with them in the right order, by the way. That's that's critical. <laughs> now, not everybody's going to agree with me on what the right order is, but but in the order that I believe it was it was supposed to go, and they and it was really great because then as the new movies came out, we always made it up made it a point to go and see those as well, and it was uh, always a bonding moment. So having those bonding moments is is so critical, and so and it's going to be even more critical as your daughter gets older, and I have a teenager now um, and a tween, and they start pulling away and they start finding that individuality of themselves. Um, so building that early and starting to have those really positive relationships and having those really positive conversations and talks and daddy dates and things as they're young sets the path for a future where you could, where that can continue. Yeah. And, you know, like one of our things, uh, you know, my parents were divorced when I was, you know, 12 and I was kind of on my own for a while. And so, you know, when I met my wife and everything else, I knew that like family was important and I knew certain things that we wanted to implement as we were starting to have kids. And so obviously we had our daughter first for a handful of years. And so we started making sure we did things like you know, have dinner at the table every night and just talk about our days and, you know, share what we learned, but then also ask her questions. And what's been one of the coolest things is then when we had our son, so our daughter's seven, our son's four, I was super amazed with how much our daughter learned and just how smart she was. And then what's been the coolest is that she's actually now been teaching our son. So there was like a while where our son would come home from school and she would like teach him a different letter every day. And once they knew all the letters, then she would teach him sounds. And so our son is in like preschool now, like starting to read. He can like add. So like just seeing not only how amazing our daughter is from learning herself, but now she's been able to then teach her brother, which now has reinforced a lot of that for her. Now, I talked at the beginning about the fact that you have a business called Lifestyle Builders, and it sounds like you've kind of cracked the code in a little bit of that work-life balance, which I think a lot of us struggle with. I know I do. And uh, I would love to hear the story about your moving away from that, traveling all the time, to moving into more of that entrepreneurial role and finding that work-life balance and what you had to do to get to that point. Yeah. So, so long story short, where we're at today is we've built three different businesses, a uh, real estate investing business, a wine and liquor store, and then lifestyle builders, which is coaching for entrepreneurs. And it didn't always start that way. So basically my wife and I met the first day of college. And as we set to graduate four years later, we had a whole bunch of debt, student loan and credit cards, and neither of us had jobs. And so when I looked ahead, I didn't like the path we were on, especially knowing that in the future, you know, we were going to have a family and all of that. And so I set a goal to retire by 35. And my wife, like, you know, wasn't on board, really didn't think much of it. And basically, I then set out to figure out how to make this happen. So we didn't have kids for the first couple of years, which was really a lot of time to 
start our careers, start paying off debt, and then start the businesses. And so um, early on, we did spend a lot of time, like my nights and weekends were working on building these businesses. But I knew that by building these businesses early on, what we would then be able to do is give ourselves options later on. And so um, I spent about two years as a traveling consultant, which I loved what I was doing, but I hated, like I was in another city more than I was home. And one of the best and worst things was every week when I would come home, my daughter would be there with my wife waving when I would get off the airplane. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. We had this little thing where we would like go up the escalator and go back down the escalator. And then, you know, I would buy her these little beanie boos at the airport. So it was a really magical moment. But at the same time, it was like, okay, this is just like two more days until I go travel again. So we, my wife and I always have like these sync ups and basically saying, all right, the life that we want to live is what we're doing now getting us there and is what we're doing now allowing us to live it now while also building to the future. And so we had one of the meetings and we're like, no, it's clearly not. Uh, But what was really cool was because we had built up each of these businesses, I was actually able to leave that job and put our life first and not have to design our life around business. And so when people talk about work-life balance, we actually think that that's a, it's a wrong way to look at things. Because for most people, balance is like, all right, we've got these couple things. And if I put something else here, it's got to take away from something else. And so a lot of people look at if I work on a business or if I work in my career, I'm not going to be able to, I got to take it away from my family. What we talk about is work-life integration, which is basically saying, figure out what you want your life to look like and then design your career or more ideally your business to allow you to have that lifestyle. And in a lot of cases, what this means is that instead of it taking away from your life, it actually enhances the lifestyle that you're looking for. Um, But what this comes down to is being super clear on what you want the future to look like, being super clear on where your time and money goes today, and then spending and investing in areas that you really enjoy and cutting back on all the other areas. Because the biggest mistake that most people make is the actions they take today with their time, their money, their energy, and their focus aren't aligned with the lifestyle that they want to have. And so that's where this balance thing comes in because they're trying to do everything rather than cutting out the stuff that isn't important and putting the stuff that is important priority. Now, when you talk to entrepreneurs or other dads about this and they talk and they're talking about that balancing that you're saying it's more integration, what are some of the first questions that you challenge these dads to start to answer for themselves so that they can get to that point and start moving incrementally toward the point of integration versus balance. Yeah. So the first thing is, you know, what is your ideal life look like in the future? And when I ask most people this, they really struggle because most people realize that the life they're living isn't the life that they want to live, but they haven't taken enough time to really figure out what is that ideal lifestyle for them. And so one of the things we've developed first for us and then eventually for helping others was a series of questions. And we have this two page life planner that really helps you figure out what is your vision for the future? What do you want your family to look like? Uh, What does your ideal day look like? And then where your time and money goes in order to go from where you're at today to your ideal lifestyle. And so really getting clear on what you want. And then the the most important thing, aligning with your spouse on that. Because in a lot of cases, what will happen is 
two people have different ideas of what the future looks like. And because they never align, they're like going in different directions. And this was the case with us for a long time. It was, I wanted to start a business, you know, so I could retire by 35. And that meant that we had to invest in certain things and not invest in other things. And my wife initially wasn't on board. And it wasn't until we then got together and said, well, what do we want things to look like when we're, you know, 25, 30, 35. And we realized that we had the same vision for the future, but the path of how we thought we were going to get there was different. So that then allowed us to talk about, well, what are the different ways and which way do we want to go? And so once you understand where you want to go and what those steps are, then you can take a look at, all right, where are you spending your resources today? Where are you spending your time? If you say you want to, let's say, retire early like we did, in your free time outside of your job and you know your personal life, how are you spending that? And for most people, where they're spending their time or where they're spending their money is in alignment with the goals that they set. So we just want to focus on realigning those and making sure that you're being very intentional with any decisions and any investment you make with those precious resources. Now, if you do have a significant other and you have, you're starting to have those conversations with them and you're not in alignment, I can bet that that was some interesting conversations oh, at first yes. for you and your wife. How did you move the needle to be able to come to the realization that you both were on a similar path, but you were trying to get there in a different way? And then how did you move to getting onto the same path so that you're you're able to make it make that that future goal a reality? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you what I did and then I'll tell you what you should do. Uh, Because pretty much everything I did, you probably shouldn't do. (laughs) Um, So I set that goal to retire by 35. And then I had no idea how I was going to make it happen, but I kept trying different things. So I would try to invest in the stock market and Ariana wasn't comfortable with that. I would try to start a business and she wasn't comfortable with that risk. At one point I said, well, we're renting an apartment. What if we bought a duplex? We lived in one half and we rented the other out and then we basically live mortgage free. And so she didn't like that either. And so ultimately what I did, I ended up spending about $7,500 for this real estate investment training about nine months before we got married, after we already had about $200,000 in debt without telling her. So you can imagine how that conversation went when I told her, not very well. And it was through a series of conversations after that, that we were just trying to get a line and figure things out. And I remember she asked me a question. She said, you know, why would you do this? Knowing everything that we have going on, why would you do that without asking me? And I basically then explained my vision and my why. And it was, you know, I want to have a lifestyle where we're not tied to a job. We don't have someone else dictating what we can do, what we can't do. I don't want us to have to worry about money. And I want us to be able to put our family first and truly live the life that we want and give our future kids great experiences. And I remember my wife said, like, you know, I want the same thing. And so for us, it was one talking about why. And then the second thing that really helped me out too was when Ariana wasn't on board and when I could see resistance or fear, instead of just trying to push through it, like I normally did, like the the problem solver, what I started to do was to ask questions and be curious and understand. And by understanding where her fears and concerns were, it was then something that we could work on together to say, all right, based on that, how do we move forward? Now, one of the things that I have found in myself, and I think in a lot of dads, that many of us feel like we are fixers, right? And that is kind of an ingrained thing within us. And as you have a daughter, 
and you have a spouse or you, you are surrounded by other women in some aspects, you do have to change the way that you think, the way that you specifically, that you listen, mm-hmm. and the way that you actually hear what they're saying. And I'm sure as a father with a daughter, you have to do similar things to what you did with your wife as well. So how do you see what you learned early on with your wife? transitioning into now you with your daughter and the conversations and the role that you have to play with her as it manifests itself. Yeah. And you know, the first point you made there is so spot on. We are fixers and that has served me well in a lot of cases, but it's also been a huge challenge when it's come to relationships, both with my wife and daughter, because when something happens, my natural reaction is like, all right, let's get in. How do we fix this, et cetera? And with my wife, that actually caused a lot of issues. And uh, we actually started going to a marriage therapist last year, um, not because our relationship was like in rough shape, but because we realized that whatever is the most important to us, we want to invest in. So our marriage is one of the most important things. So we're investing into that. And something that came up there was really that concept of my role. And my role is not to solve the problem. And one of the most useful questions that I can ask is when we're in a conversation, like, hey, what do you need from me out of this? Do you want help solving this problem? Or do you just want me to, to listen and support And I was terrible at this at the beginning, but what it ultimately turned into was making sure that I understood what her needs were and then supported her in that way. And um, I've started actually doing the same thing with our daughter. Like, so she would come home from school and maybe have an issue or have a rough day. And rather than diving in to solve the problem, I've been able to do the same thing like, hey, you know, so like what's going on and then how can I support you in this situation? And what I'm seeing is that with our focus on raising independent kids that can think for themselves and solve problems, that approach has actually really supported that. Now, I love that. Now, with your business, I know you work with individual entrepreneurs as well. And I know you also came out with a book recently called Lifestyle Builders as well. But how do you work with individuals? So if somebody that's listening says, hey, I, I love what Tom's saying and I, I want to learn more. I want to learn more from he and Ariana. Uh, what, what do you do when you're working with individuals? Yeah, so most people come to us because they want help either starting their business or scaling it and building it up so that the business can run day to day without them. And so it's ironic because most people, when they come to us for help, um, either through coaching or one of our programs, they immediately want to jump into their business. And what we actually do is pull them back and first start talking about their life and their goals because we want to understand what is it you're ultimately trying to do so that we can then make sure we model the business and everything else towards that. So we spend a lot of time early on helping people get clear on what they want their life to look like. We help them actually get clear on where they're spending their time and their money and make sure they got a good handle on that. And then we work with them to basically say, all right, where's the business at? And then how do we model and design this business to support your ideal lifestyle? And so in a lot of cases, what that means is you know, we got to figure out, uh, you know, are you offering the right product or service? Do you truly understand who you're trying to help, who your customers are? And then the question that we always ask people is when you know what your ideal lifestyle looks like, what needs to be true in the business for that to run without you? 
And what this really forces, you know, entrepreneurs to do is to say, all right, well, these are all the tasks that need to be done. These are the different roles that the business needs. And usually when we're working with entrepreneurs, their name is on a lot of those roles. And so what we then work with them to do is say, all right, let's continuously start getting some of these things off of your plate and either eliminating things, automating them with tools or technology or delegating them by building a team. And so the ultimate goal is so that they've built a business that is able to run without them day to day, give them the freedom to have the lifestyle that they want, while also being able to give them the money and give them the clarity to really do what their bigger purpose is. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that. Now, we always finish our interviews with what we like to call our fatherhood five, where we ask you five questions to delve deeper into you as a parent. So in one to two words, what is fatherhood? Oh, that's a good question. You know, what I find is for a long time, I was so focused on myself. And what I find fatherhood is, is the ultimate expression of love where you're focusing on yourself so that you can pour into others. And what I see fatherhood ultimately being is leadership to be able to take everything that we've learned and help raise these tiny humans into, you know, phenomenal humans. When was the time that you felt like you finally succeeded at fatherhood? I was actually taking my son to daycare after I had left that consulting job where I was, um, you know, gone every week. And I remember all these other parents rushing around to get their kids to daycare so they could go to work. And my son was just starting to read letters at the time because my daughter was teaching him. And so he's looking at license plates and my gut reaction was to be like, all right, buddy, we got to get inside. And then I took a step back and I said, you know what? I see everyone else rushing around, kind of missing out on these key parts of their kids' lives. And I took a step back and our son read every license plate on the way to the daycare. And what I realized was, oh my gosh, for so long, I've been missing all of these like precious moments and I'm not going to anymore. Now, how would your kids describe you as a father? (laughs) They would say I'm the biggest goofball ever and they're not wrong. So we play, like I said, all sorts of crazy games. And I, I really look at my role with them, especially as they're young, is show them how, you know, we can do the things that we need to do and we also can have fun while we're doing it. Now, who inspires you to be a better dad? When we started marriage therapy last year, one of the questions our therapist asked was, you know, you guys really haven't come from homes that had, uh, you know, parents or anyone to model that for you. And so what I look at is oftentimes friends that I went to high school with, their parents and their family, because they did have that family that was family first and always there. So I look at a lot of that as inspiration for how we want to parent and lead. And what advice would you give to other dads with daughters? Being a father is one of the biggest blessings that you can have. And one, you've got to take care of yourself first. And what I mean by that is, you know, you should be taking care of yourself mentally, physically, the relationships you're in, and you really want to be able to lead by example. And you are, you know, the first male figure that your daughter has in her life. And she's going to look at, not only what you say, but ultimately what you do as to really shape a lot of her views in life. So it's really important to understand that you have a lot of that responsibility. And as a result, you need to really look at everything that you're saying and doing and how they're going to perceive that and how that's going to affect their lives. 
Well, I really appreciate you sharing all of this, Tom. Now, if people want to learn more about you, your book, your businesses, where should they go to find that? We're, we're all over on the internet, but our home base is TomAndAriana.com. And uh, if people want to hear more or learn more, uh, we have a podcast called Lifestyle Builders that Ariana and I host, where we talk all about building your life in business. And as far as the book, people can get it online, they can get it in bookstores. And that's a really good view of basically our perspective on how to build your ideal lifestyle through business. Well, Tom, I know that I learned a lot today and I hope that we'll be seeing you and more in the dad's with Daughters Community, and I love having you on today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be